welcome to Thriving with Technology, the podcast from Tech Wellness. I'm August Bryce, and I am so glad that you are here. We're going to talk today about living well and healthy and balanced with our technology. That's what we do here at Tech Wellness. We've got lots of great ideas and solutions to live mindfully in our digital world. And today, we're going to go on quite a journey. And let me start out by saying that today I'm coming to you inspired by Tony Wrighton from Zestology, who does his podcast open whilst he walks around the streets of London. And so today I'm doing what I do every day, which is a wonderful grounding walk. I go to the beach, I walk on the sand, just where the water meets the sand, that lovely place where there's just so many fabulous negative ions and good energy. And this is one of the things that I do every day to stay healthy with technology. And when I do have my technology with me, like today, it is on airplane mode. And if you haven't tried that, try downloading this podcast right now and playing it back on airplane mode and avoiding all of the wireless energy. It's a great way to really use our technology. I'm going to introduce you to a mom and daughter today and their science fair project. And not just any science fair project, but the winning science fair project. And it's all about EMFs, electromagnetic fields, that invisible wireless energy I was just talking about. Now, I first learned about Christine and Avila Moss when Christine tagged me. Now, Christine's the mom. She tagged me in a post to show me this winning science fair project. She'd received a meter from Tech Wellness, and uh, that is how they monitored the EMF and the lack of EMF on the microgreens that Avila grew for the science project. And I was so impressed that a young person had chosen this topic for their project. I reached out to them and thought this would be a great podcast. What I didn't know at the time was the backstory. The backstory is a tragic one. Just months before Avila had lost her father, Christine, her husband, to brain cancer. A healthy, vibrant, fabulous man gone because of brain cancer. You're going to hear about their journey. You're going to hear about how their lives have changed because of the Science Fair Project. And I hope, like me, you'll be encouraged that we need to continue to spread the news about the potential dangers of electromagnetic fields. Say hello now to Christine and Avila. Okay, so first of all, you guys are so cute. You together, I want to... So I want to know what on earth made you decide to do this as your science experiment, Avila? Well, I remember because my dad was dealing with brain cancer and he had proton radiation to reduce his tumor. And I remember the doctors talking about how uh, proton radiation can reduce the tumor, but it can also cause cancer. So I wanted to know, like, does... Wi-Fi radiation or the strong type of radiation really cause cancer or defects in people. So when you, wow, um, do you want to talk about your dad and talk about, yeah, tell me a little bit about what what, um, the process was and, and what happened with your dad. 
Um, so he had a seizure at work and they found like a softball sized tumor in his brain. So they removed that. He had a few complications with surgeries and they ended up doing uh, proton radiation. And that's just where you're laying on this bed and they zap like this beam into your head to help reduce the tumor. And then he did chemo and stuff like that. He ended up passing away a couple months ago. But I am so sorry. I'm yeah. just my heart breaks for you and your family um and i just it's this is it's very common now you know yeah. that type of cancer and that prognosis and it's and brain incredible. cancer is one of those things not only is it increasing in such a dramatically dramatic mm-hmm. way but the life expectancy is so short i mean most people with my husband's he did not have glioblastoma I was a step down from that but even then um not only once you start messing with the brain everything just kind of is never really the same but brain cancer in and of itself is such an unknown cancer there's not a lot of research it has lowest one of the lowest life expectancies of all cancers and so with all of these Things out there that are unknown that we experience that we're just walking in radiation waves all the time. And like what Avalis said is that one of these side effects of not only traditional radiation, but also a more um, localized proton radiation, one of those side effects is cancer. So it, I mean, she was 12, now 13 at the time thinking, wait a minute, as a rational human being, if these things, yes, it does help, but if it also causes harm and radiation is not just in this particular treatment, it's in other things as well. Yeah. That we're really brilliant of you to make the connection. And, you know, there's research and the expert on my site, Dr. George Carlo did research 20, over 25 years ago, connecting, connecting cell phone radiation to Mm -hmm. gliomas. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's, it's not something that probably is the only cause, but it certainly, we certainly know that there is a biological effect from the radiation. Yeah. And, I, and I think this amazing science study that you did and winning the science fair with it really shows that there's a biological connection. Mm-hmm. So when you thought about doing the, this project, just tell me, how did you go about it and, and, and how did you come up with, with putting in the, the plants, the microgreens? And just tell me step by step how, how you concepted this and how you did it. So the first thing I did is I wanted to see if plants were really similar to the brain because I wanted to find something that would be extremely similar to our brains so I wouldn't try to get the calculations wrong. So I did some research and plants and seeds actually have a connection in molecules and neurons to our brain. So that's why I chose plants. And Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. That's yeah. Um, these scientists did a study back in like 2015 where they wanted to compare the brain with plants to see if they have any like genetic similarities. So they did the mapping and it shows that we have very similar cell pathways and neuron neuron pathways. And that was really cool to see. So it just made sense. Yeah. Yeah. It made really sense to do plants. And then what I did is I used, um, 
your broadband detector. And I walked it around my house because I wanted to see where the point in our home where there was the least amount of Wi-Fi radiation detected. So I ended up walking through my house and I found that it was in one of our bedrooms. And I placed a couple, what do you, what would you call them? They were microgreens that take about seven to 10 days to grow. So we knew that the growing time was going to be quick enough to be able to study them. And they grew from seeds to approximately two or three inches within 10 days. They were just microgreens you could harvest and eat. And yeah, so Abela decided to use these particular fast growing plants based off another study that was done a number of years ago. I believe it was a middle school had um, had researched growth on uh, full size plants. I can't remember what that was, but you chose to place some near our Wi-Fi router. Yeah, some in this particular spot. Was anything else different? Was the lighting the same? Did you use um, lighting? What about temperature? These sorts of things. The temperature is pretty similar because I, I did it all upstairs. Um, we made sure the temperature was just the exact same, and I used. Um, the same lighting. So I had grow lights next to the plants so that the lighting wouldn't affect the um, uh, equations. Or the growth. Yeah, yeah the, the growth. Variables. Yeah, the variables. And so you had these grow lights, the exact same grow lights in both mm-hmm. places? Yeah. And exactly in the same space next to the microgreens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. You really, you really thought this out. Yeah. And I'm curious, were they on a windowsill or were they in a naturally dark place? What was the, what was the space like? Um, the space for the greens in the bedroom, I did not place on a windowsill. I placed it in a corner because when I checked up on the windowsill, it still showed pretty bad signals if that makes sense, I guess. With the radiation detector. Yeah, with the radiation radiation detector, it showed orange. So, like, what would that's that? that's almost that's high. That's yeah. High yeah. We wanted to find a place that was green. Yeah, right, with the detector that there was no. Yeah. And so I'm just curious now, let's get back to that, the the radiation coming in from the window. So this is in the room where there wasn't Wi-Fi. This was in the safest part of your home. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. And still sitting at the window, you had a high level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where did you think that was coming from? Um, well, we have stuff in our garage that could be using Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and that could signal up through maybe the floor. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to find a place where I knew it would be safe. I like walked around with it in that one corner just to make sure none of the variables changed. And so it was green there. And then the one that was by the Wi-Fi, what, what did the meter read there? It was flashing red. Which is the worst. That's yeah. like off the charts. If yeah. it's flashing red, it doesn't go any higher. And me and my mom were just playing with it. And we went through each room and her room had flashing 10 flashing lights. And mine had flashing lights. And wow. What happened when you were, took a pic, because you took pictures each day, you went to the corner where there was no radiation detected. Mm-hmm 
but you had the phone on and what did you notice with the detector? So I wanted to take a picture of like the detector with the plants, just like as a side picture for fun. And all of a sudden I saw the meter started going up to red. And so I put the phone down and I thought it was broken. I was like tapping with it. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just try a picture again. And I did it and it started flashing red again. And I brought the meter closer to the phone and uh, didn't we try it with AirPods too? No. What happened when you pulled the phone away to go oh, check the meter? It went green. Oh, there you so go. The meter went green. Isn't it amazing how much RF radiation is around the house in so many yeah. different devices and items? You don't even think about it, right? Yeah. It's crazy. And so that's RF radiation, right? Radio frequency mm-hmm. radiation. And um, did you notice it? I, I love that example. Did you see that anywhere else now that you've got the meter? Um, we saw it definitely in a couple bedrooms and near our television and in some different places in our home that I never expected to be. That darn smart TV, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't know how many times I have tried to like take the little screws off the back of the TV and find that antenna. I'm not even kidding. My husband thinks I'm crazy. Well, I am. I really, really like a no EMF environment. So now when the TV isn't on, it's it's completely unplugged. Wow. That's all we can do. Otherwise, it's always emitting something, some signal. It's looking around. So anyway, back to your experiment. So what happened day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? So day one and two, I didn't notice very significant change with the plants in the bedroom and then the plants next to the router. I did see they were budding just a little bit since that was normal. And then day three, four, and five, I saw that the plants in the corner were growing and growing pretty sufficiently and then the ones near the router were just a little bit shorter like they were trying to catch up Mm -hmm. and then day I think it's six seven eight it took me 10 days to do so six seven eight nine and ten I kept seeing the plants in the bedroom they were growing really well and very sufficiently and the ones next to the wi-fi router they were they were dead what about the dead spots do you remember your Um, statistics about the Um, number of dead spots you had three different trays yes in each so it wasn't just one tray we had three Mm -hmm. different trays but all the same microgreens Mm -hmm. do you remember the number of dead spots in the plants near the router versus the others yes um so the number of dead spots on day 10 in the bedroom was three and then the number of dead spots next to the wi-fi router i think it was 27 oh my goodness yeah yeah. Were you, what, what were you thinking in your mind as you were seeing this every day? I'm just like, guys, we can't come near this thing. <laughs> so scary. We definitely did not eat those microgreens. No. <laughs> we I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> wow. And so let's just be really specific. They both got the same amount of water. Mm-hmm. They both, if you talk to your plants, you talk to both the same way. Yes. Okay. You encourage them to grow? Yes, I do. And so as you went in there, did you say, oh my gosh, what's happening to the plants? Yeah. Did you did you know it had to be the Wi-Fi? Uh-huh, I did. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When you presented this at school, and, and 
there will be pictures throughout this, by the way. So okay. we'll come back and we'll cover it right with your photos. I yeah. know of all the great pictures you have. So Ava, when you presented this at the science fair, what did, what, what was the reaction from people? Um, so at lunchtime before the actual science fair in the evening, we had our whole, like all the little kids come walk through and all the teenagers of the higher grades come walk through of all me and of all my other friends and classmates, science fair projects, just like asking questions. And all the little kids would just come and be so excited to see. And I remember there were tons of teenagers and moms and all the moms were like, oh you can't have your phone anymore you can't sleep with it anymore and all the kids were like thanks a lot Evelyn like in a joking way (laughs) but and all the little kids were so fascinated I just remember getting a lot of reactions from people just being like oh wow we're sleeping with this we're around this 24 7 can you imagine all of the awareness that you created and change because of it Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm just, I am thrilled. I, I was thrilled when I saw this, but to hear what everyone was saying. Yeah. Are they still talking about it? It's been a couple of months now. Um, not as much now, but I do think, I know there's a couple moms from our community that have taken it into awareness quite a bit. Have yeah. Even just at your, yeah. at your house, how, how have things changed? Well, prior, probably a, a month or so prior to this experiment, we did a Wi-Fi kill switch at night and did notice a difference in our sleep. So plug yeah, it in, it remote it off at night. Uh, I definitely have taken more of an active effort to put my phone on airplane mode whenever, if I'm not using it, I do have the uh, stand that you so graciously sent me. I love that thing. And it is, I use my phone on the stand with the stylus pen. I notice my fingers aren't getting tingly when I'm, that is so incredible. Just these little things that don't affect us in the immediate, but what, what over time, you know, these plants, okay, over 10 days, immediately after one day, there was no change, but 10 days. Yes, there was a dramatic difference in how these microgreens grew and it wasn't just one tray it was three all three trays and thinking okay today I'm not having a headache but what's what's the cumulative effect of having this thing in my hand or in my pocket or in my purse or near my children or near my head over a period of time and so it really has made us more aware of things such as turning off our Wi-Fi printer, looking at hardwiring our house, getting rid of our smart TV, all of these things that in and of themselves are probably not harmful, but the cumulative effect of all of them together. And my children, and we don't know the, going back to my husband, we don't know the genetic possibilities of brain cancer. And yes, he was a football player and hit his head a lot. And he was a stockbroker and on a wireless headphone all day every day and all of these you know again it's not just one variable but taking all these things into consideration we really looked at our own uh wireless radiation usage whatever you want to call it just to be really aware we we had some we had some things here there was a laptop sleeve and a phone sleeve that i thought were 
radiation proof and we tested it with the meter and realized, okay, they're not doing anything. <laughs> we have our phone inside here. And I thought, oh, well, if it's closed, I'm good. But yeah. no, it was Sadly. doing nothing. Sadly, I don't know if, no. if you had the pro meter, the one that gives you a numeric readout, which I think I'm, I'll send you, uh, it actually can many times reflect that those cases are increasing the rate. Oh, wow. Because it's trying harder to get through. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly it. You're shutting off part of its source of life. Right. It reacts, it gets mad, and it just wants more and more and more. And so because the cases don't cover completely, because of course if they did, they wouldn't work, the phone wouldn't work at all. Right. So it leaves that exposed area to reflect more energy. So yeah, it's a myth. There's there's a lot of myths out there, you know, about what to do about this radiation. And I love that you're doing exactly what you should do, and that is turn things off. It's, yeah. it's our absolute best defense mm-hmm. is to get away from the waves. And Avila, you might have seen from your meters, as you get closer to the source, it gets mm-hmm. higher, right? Yeah. And as you get further away, it gets lower. So um, have you noticed that? Yeah, I have noticed that a lot. It's just so crazy how these invisible waves going through the air, you don't really like care about them. You hear the word Wi-Fi and you just think something that helps me connect to the internet or download something. But you don't really think, oh, a deadly, deadly radiation waves that can could kill you. <laughs> so it's just amazing what we don't know. Did you talk to anyone about the comparison of the proton radiation that you were talking about, the treatments for your dad, and this radio frequency radiation? Did you look into that? Um, didn't we look into that a little bit? Probably not, not too extensively. Yeah, not too much, but. And it's, it is different. It's a stronger yeah. form, of course, because, you know, it can do good. It can destroy things like mm-hmm. tumors, which is awesome. Uh, but they're, they're in the same family and that's why they're called radiation, yeah. right? One's non-ionizing and they always thought that that non-ionizing radiation had absolutely no effect on mm-hmm. the human body. But there are thousands of studies now. Yeah, you know, correlate. And um, I always think of it as just another toxin, like chlorine bleach or something that my body has to deal with. So when you were talking about your dad and and your husband, Christine, you know, it's just, it's just one more thing that our bodies have to fight. And like you said, football player, probably head injuries, there's, you know, and genetic components. There's so many things that we don't know. And so it's just, I think one way to be a little bit safer. Well, especially if you couple this with other, I mean, I have Lyme disease, so I have to oh, be, oh, you have to, it's, I have to be very careful and some mold toxicity that I was able to overcome and all of, Good. all of these things are, and we're very much into natural medicine and uh, it all matters. All mm-hmm. these little things matter. It's not about really avoiding technology mm-hmm. as I'm sure you guys are, realize right you probably love technology and continue to enjoy it yeah right yeah no it's like uh you know you hear the story you never buy the first year of a new car you know we don't because you don't you don't know what's going to go wrong and how long has this technology been around and we are really i mean i remember social media came out when I was just graduating college, you know? And so these things are so new, everything from not only the radiation aspect, but also the mental and emotional aspect. And so when you distance, when you focus on distancing yourself 
physically from the radiation, it can also have mental and emotional positive impacts because we're spending less time. We're spending less time on these things that are causing less stress to our minds and our bodies. And please tell me more examples oh. from your family. I know you have a gorgeous, beautiful family. Oh, thank you. Tell me, tell me how things that you've noticed with, you know, um, the, the um, having to turn off. I remember my mom telling me that walking barefoot on the grass and dirt and then hugging trees can release EMFs from your body. It's definitely made me want to be outside more. Because when we're constantly inside with the waves just roaming around free, going outside and with family and siblings is a lot of fun, too. Knowing that uh, I'm not choosing to, I kind of have to. <laughs> I want to be healthy. And yeah. Well, and I, lo- I log, you know, I, I log out of social media apps. You know, one thing I've also done, a, um, read through a lot of your privacy articles as well and now it's enough to do three but that as well and just really ensuring that that aspect is something I take into consideration as well so logging out spending less time uh, not having the children in front of screens not only for the radiation aspect but their eyes going to the eye doctor rates of myopia in children is increasing dramatically and I believe my eye doctor said an incredible number of children, if this rate continues, will be blind when they're adults because the lengthening of their eyes due to staring at screens is uh, doing such damage. My second son is nearsighted and is wearing glasses and his eyes have just over the course of a year um, worsened a bit more. And so all of these things have made us really look at what we are choosing to do as a family to protect ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, protect our home, protect our privacy. And these are, I remember getting my first smartphone and not really ever thinking about any of this, but then 10 years rolls by and we start to kind of wake up and see what all, what, what the side effects are. Again, we are so new i mean a decade or two decades is not a very long time i mean that's a generation to be able to see how these things are now starting to have an effect on on us as humans right well the story goes and i have it on my website that from dr george carlo's book he wrote a letter to all of the mobile he was hired by the mobile phone industry Okay. To CITA, CITA, it's the industry group. Sure. And he was hired to do the research. And when he got about 85% through the research, he wrote a letter to AT&T and the other mobile phone providers. I have the copy of the AT&T letter on the website. And he said, you know, we're seeing some tumors and some cancers. And I think we need to take a step back. And then he got fired. We're, we're just going to have to do it ourselves. We're just going to yeah. have to not buy into it. How great if you're getting rid of your smart TV. Tell right. me what TV you can buy that's not a smart TV. Yeah, right. Well, no TV. Exactly. I, we couldn't find one. Wow. They, they, yes. And 
You said there's it, something, do you just unplug it, you said, when you're done? unplug it. Okay. So it has no power. But yeah. for our solar system, I, right. had, I had the, the antennas removed. And that okay. was a big process. The guy had to come sure. in and an electrician. And, you know, it's, it's not the safest thing to do to open up this, the panels. And sure. he did and took out these two antennas. And I just leave them there. So, you know, sort of as like a little trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we're going to probably have to do with everything. I, I keep saying to my uh, friends, that young people that are in, in the this industry, I say, you know what? If you could learn how to open TVs and uh, other things up and take out antennas, people would use your services. Yeah. I really think they would. Yeah. 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 I, I think most people just need to be made aware that this is even a thing. Um, right. Mm-hmm. They can really think. Yeah. They yeah. come slowly, right? You know, and I, I love what you were saying about the blue light and also just the, the digital light from the screens. They're not exactly sure what's happening. I mean, yeah, staring at the screens, it's uh, shortening the rods, but also they found out that the longer that children are on screens, the more tendency they have to the myopia and the more they play outside, the more they counteract it. Right. Yeah. Have you heard that? Um, No, no, go ahead. Yeah. 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 We heard that from our eye doctor as well. Being able to stare off into long distances to counteract how the eyes are working up close. Mm -hmm. It's so great. And I wonder if it has something to do with the natural blue light too. They're not sure, but it's just so healthy. It's just such a great, healthy alternative. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what, Avila, is the one thing that you're hoping everyone will know from this project? I'm hoping that everyone will know that radiation isn't just something we, that people can start thinking about it and that we can become healthier because if Wi-Fi radiation is helping the cause of cancer, that we can reduce the um, exposure to Wi-Fi radiation and possibly reduce higher chances of cancer because cancer is not fun. And these illnesses and headaches and all sleep fatigue and just all these things are not fun. So I'm thinking that if people can just limit their exposure to Wi-Fi radiation, that they can become healthier. Mm, That's beautiful. And what a wonderful tribute to your fabulous dad. Really wonderful. And Christine, what are you hoping people will take away? She, Avila said it all. Yeah, I think she did. (laughs) Yeah, I think that being able to see something right in front, I mean, out of sight, out of mind, and that's really what radiation waves are. They're out of sight, and so they're out of our minds. And so if we can see the physical effects in something as simple as a plant, for all of us to step back and think about ways that this may be affecting us and how we can reduce uh, our exposure in our day-to-day life because it's a cumulative effect. Just and like the sun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Good. I like that. And I love out of sight, out of mind. I haven't actually ever used that in, you know, in a blog post or on a post, but that's so true because even though it's out of sight and out of mind doesn't mean it's not there. Right. Yeah, and I think even for us, even Avila doing this experiment, it's still easy for us to kind of go back to old ways. And so 
either taking out the meter every couple of weeks and reminding ourselves, okay, this is what's really here or having a check-in with each other or continuing to reduce our exposure in whatever way we can. I know that's something that is, it's easy to fall back into old patterns, but continuing to implement this in our family and in our home. Great. And Adela, I'm just so impressed. Like I said before, I am so impressed with your knowledge. Very proud. Yeah, <laughs> you are. You're just yeah. amazing. Congratulations. And I'm I'm just thrilled that that I can share this with more people and hopefully <laughs> more kids will be doing this experiment like you did. Yeah. So yeah. how old are you? I'm 13. And so what grade was the science fair? Um, I was 12, so it was only maybe three months ago. Okay. So what grade, what grade was that? Grade. A seventh grade. Seventh grade. Okay. Okay. The seventh grade. Was it the best science project they ever saw? Did they tell you? <laughs> <laughs> there were some pretty cool ones. And one of your yeah. friends, he did, he tested product or which materials blocks the Wi-Fi, blocks a Wi-Fi signal. So he was testing with his video games. If you put particular materials in between the Wi-Fi, around the Wi-Fi, would it block it? And so that was really interesting to see these experiments coupled together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, you all just did so. Yeah. Great. It was, yeah. It's amazing what young minds can do. They put us. Isn't it? And and look what you're moving forward. I mean, this is going to have huge impact and it it already has. So again, congratulations and thank you for talking to me today. And you can follow Christine, and I hope that you will. She really is an amazing writer and so insightful about the journey that she's on. And you can see her beautiful family. Uh, You can follow her on Instagram at lovechristinenicole. That's with a K. And then she also has a beautiful website, Christine Nicole. I will link both in the show notes. And I'm really, really excited to offer this. Your own science fair kit, complete with organic microgreens and trays, one to put by the Wi-Fi, one to put somewhere else, and a third to put maybe outside and see how that grows. Um, Also, you get an EMF meter so that you can find a place in your home that's free or at least has less wireless energy. And after you use the meter for the science experiment, you can share the meter with friends or loved ones. You can keep the meter to continue to do checks. I, I love to take this particular meter to restaurants and it helps me find a seat that I feel good in. So there's lots of uses for that. And thank you again for joining us on Thriving with Technology. I'm August Bryce. Please like, subscribe so that you can hear more great information about living well with technology. See you next time. Bye.